I am so happy that you're able to join us for this extended interview. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get more killer resources. Hey listeners, have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Lucky for you, I have created a new site that will help you learn how to launch, grow, and monetize your own show. I offer one-on-one mentorship programs and I'm launching an ebook, How to Create a Profitable Podcast, that can help you take your podcast from hobby to profitable business. Visit howtocreatepodcast.com to learn more. Again, that's howtocreatepodcast.com. See you there. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for coming back for this extended interview with Leo, where he's going to share how to negotiate effectively as a content creator and remote entrepreneur. Hey, Leo, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Before we get to your amazing tips and tricks, can you tell us a little bit more about you and why you live an offbeat life? Yeah, of course. I'm Leo Chen of Levitate Style. I'm a men's fashion and travel influencer based here in New York City. I used to work in finance and I've since pursued my passion in fashion and travel. I've been doing this for about five and a half years now. Thank you. Well, that's a really interesting thing because you went from finance to fashion and now here you are five years later doing this successfully, which is like the double rainbow for most content creators, right? (laughs) (laughs) And one of the things that I really wanted to talk to you about is negotiations, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I've spoken to enough creators, content creators who are so afraid to do this, right? We usually get a brand to come to us. They give us either free stuff or something super low and we just take it because we feel like we're going to be, we don't, you know, we're stepping on eggshells and we don't want to lose anything. How do you make sure that this is a win-win for everybody and you can actually make this into a sustainable career? Yeah, for sure. So I've been doing this for five and a half years now. And over the years, what I've learned is, of course, like when I first started, I was scared too. When when a brand you like, especially they reach out and you're like, oh my God, this is it. Like, I love this. I'll do it for free. Right. But I think obviously we all want to turn this side hustle or turn this into a side hustle and then maybe into a full-time thing you have to start getting paid because that's at the end of the day, we all need the money. So I think at the beginning, it was definitely scared to ask for money. But what I learned is that if the brand likes you, if the PR company likes you, they're not going to say no right away. So you have to understand your value first as a content creator. I think that is already such a big part of understanding why and how you should charge. So I always ask. It doesn't hurt to ask. The worst is they say no, and you're back to the original offer. So I always like to ask if there's any budget with this opportunity. And that's number one in the negotiation. And it depends on the brand. Sometimes they say no. Then you have to understand, like, okay, if they don't have a budget in general, then if this is still a brand I love, if this is a product I like, and would I do it for free then? So that's oh, that's the one step. And then the other step is if they do have budget, I want to understand what they're asking for. So it shouldn't just be a one-time fee. It shouldn't just be 500 bucks for everything. Well, you have to understand, if 
is one photo, if it's one Instagram story, if the usage, right, if the photo is going to be used on their social channels only, or if this is going to be blown up in Times Square. So you want to understand what content you're creating, how much of the content, and also what it's going to be, how how and what it's going to be used for, right? So that's usually understanding like what you're delivering. And then you want to see how much that shit costs. So for me, thankfully, I work with my girlfriend. We started the blog together. So she's my other half and she's also my photographer. So for me, that's very easy. I don't technically have a fee I have to pay my photographer. So for yourself, you have to understand what's your cost, what's your expense. So if it charges you a hundred bucks to do a photo shoot, then your baseline needs to start at a hundred to cover your overhead. Now, this is very like business talk. I hope this is okay. <laughs> no, this is actually what I love because we don't usually think about this when we start our brand, right? We just think about creating the content mm-hmm. and hopefully we make money from it. But this is the kind of conversations that I really want creatives to be doing more of because we're so afraid to do it. And I just love asking questions like this to someone like you, Leo, who's been doing this for a while now and who's doing this success. Yeah. And you're, you know, you're not just scraping by, you're actually making a living at this and doing it successfully. Yeah. So I think at the beginning, you really have to understand your opportunity cost, your expense. Is it worth spending 200 bucks to hire a photographer and not getting paid? But what if the brand is, I don't know, Canada Goose and you get a thousand dollar jacket? I don't know what your situation is. So you really have to understand if it's worth it. So, but that's up to you. I don't know what your situation is. If it's a product that's really expensive or if it's just like a little skincare thing, that's definitely not worth it. But it's, if you're starting the beginning, you have to understand like you're building out a portfolio. So if you're working with a brand like La Mer or if you're working with a brand like Tiffany's, that's a big client name to put on your list. So when you pitch to smaller brands, you can say, hey, I work with so-and-so. That gives you a lot of credibility. So that's a good opportunity cost, in my opinion. Like it's okay to spend money to make money. Because when you show that you've worked with, say, Ferrari, you can easily, well, you have a better chance to work with an Audi or a Toyota, even though the Ferrari was just for Trey or it was for free. So you have to understand, like, I think that's a good way to look at cost. But let's get into like the real money, money part. So I think number one, what really helped me negotiate over the years is, first of all, building a network. So I have other influencer friends that were able to share with me their rate. So that way I understand what is the market, right? You don't want to undersell yourself. So if other influencers, say, are getting $500, $1,000, $2,000 for a campaign, but you're taking it for $100, you know, you, you want to know what the market rate is. And then, of course, you want to know he has 100,000 followers. I have 20,000 followers. If he's getting paid 1,000, what is like a good ratio? What is a good rate? So that's usually how I started going about the rate. And I believe right now, I think industry standard might be, what, $100 per 10,000 followers? I think that's an okay rate to go by. So say if you had 100,000 followers, your sponsor post could be $1,000 to start. 
And I think now with Instagram has grown so much, it's not just the sponsored post. It could be a carousel post. It could be Instagram story with three frames and a swipe up and a link in bio. So each of those elements could be $500. So if you're charging, if, if, a, if a brand wants Instagram story and they want three frames, you can charge maybe another $500 on top. And that's usually a good way to package it because chances are if you're doing the photo shoot, you already have at least probably 10 photos that's good to go. And you can use those photos or video to put as your Instagram story. So when you're negotiating with brands, if they're asking for just one photo, you can ask, oh, hey, well, I have these packages. I can offer one Instagram post or I can offer a carousel, I can offer a story, I can offer swipe up, and these are the different prices, you might be able to get just a standoff, one-off, uh, one Instagram post to a whole package deal. So that's kind of uh, the negotiating process, at least when it comes to getting more money out of just one project. Yeah. And also, it's really great that you're diversifying how you're creating income, even with the way you're negotiating this, right? Because it's really as much platforms that you have, there's so many different ways to add an add-on, right? So like Leo was talking about, you can charge for your stories, the post, how many images in the carousels you have. And then if you have a website, you can add that on. If you have an email list, you could add that on. If you have YouTube, if you have TikTok, all of these things will keep adding on to your negotiation if you want to do this the right way. Yeah, like that's a great point. Because if you're killing it on Pinterest, but maybe you're smalling on Instagram, you should show your analytics on Pinterest and be like, you know, my average photo get, I don't know, 500,000 impressions or it gets shared so many times. That could mean something really big for the client because maybe the client is not at all on Pinterest. But if they see those numbers and they're interested in growing on there, that could help out a lot. And yeah, like the website is a huge thing as well. So it all depends on what the brand needs and then what you can offer. And the more you can offer, the more options you give them, the better. It's just a matter of how you how much you can think outside of the box. And then after a while too, you'll learn how to start doing this. And it's just practice, practice, practice. Because I always say to people, think about this as like a job interview, you know? Like you're never gonna get all of these, if you're pitching to somebody or if a brand comes to you, it's very rare for somebody to get all of these deals 100%, you know? So I always used to do when I first started this, I just pitched to anyone I was even remotely interested in and just pitched to everybody and kept practicing the technique on negotiation in that terms. Practice makes perfect, for sure. Yeah. And like I mentioned, I think having the network. So like, yeah, that the, the job interview is a great example because... If you think about a job interview comparing to influencer negotiating rates, just think of it like if someone else works at the company or if you have a friend that works at this company and they're interviewing for this job, you should know a good price range, right? Like you're not going to go interview for a job that should be $90,000 pay and you ask for forty five. So you should really understand what the rate and what the market should be. Um, so I think like for me, it really helped me in the past could be other friends that has worked with this brand in the past and they've gone paid this amount of money. So then you have a good 
negotiating, you have a good understanding of like, okay, well, I'm asking for $2,000, but it's not a number pulled out of nowhere. You know, in the past, they've worked with a non-influencer and this is how much they got paid and this is how much they were delivering. So I think like having that backbone in a way, like you know what you're fighting for. And that's the thing. You shouldn't be afraid to ask because the worst case scenario is they're going to say no, which is fine. And then you could probably, like Leo said, go back to the original price or just learn the next time what you can and can't ask for yet. <laughs> so it's all a learning experience at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Like building out the whole package, I think, is really the best thing. And you can honestly, it's, we're, you know, we're all hustling here. So, you know, if. They were just gonna have a thousand dollars for one post, but now you're like, hey, I'm I'm willing to do the story. I'll give you a discount on the story, and I'll do it for a hundred. Well, now you made a hundred bucks more. But it's about like building out these little costs there and there to increase your net total. And so, I think it's about just like, I mean, but that's also building your skill to learn how to do all these different things, all these different platforms to add different uh, pricing. Negotiating, you know, is it? Yeah, the worst they say no. It doesn't hurt. And the worst, you go back to the original offer. And if they really say no, then you know what? Maybe the brand doesn't value at the end of the day and it's not meant to be. You know, you 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 should believe in the quality of your work and negotiate and fight for what's right. Absolutely. And I think that's really going to lay down what you're going to be doing for the rest of your business. Because if you don't know your worth, then you're not going to ask for for what you deserve. And I think also working with brands that really realize that and appreciate that is the key to it too. Yeah. And this is technically not like negotiating, but like going forward, you should always build a good relationship with the brand or with the PR person, because you never know if, for example, if they work at the PR agency, they might represent other clients that have more budget. So sure, you might get the 1000 from this one brand, but they might have another client that have more budget and they are willing to do more with marketing. And if, they, if you do a really good job on this first client, they'll definitely refer you to the second client. And that's when you really grow and work with multiple clients, multiple brands under the same person. And it could also be... You know, this is really like building relationship and how important it is. The one person could be in fashion for 10 years and then next thing you know, they're at a consumer product, a different industry or car industry, and now they're there. But guess what? They remember you. They remember your work. They remember your relationship with them. And now they refer you to their new client in a new industry. And that's how, honestly, in a way, I've been able to cross over from not just fashion, not just travel, but now I work all kinds of lifestyle brands and also car industry brands and credit card like it, it kind of expand from just fashion and it helps having that network and it's also you may not see this in the beginning but it's a really small industry so a lot of people know each other so if you're a good client to them or you're a good partnership and collaborator they're going to be sharing that and if you're not that's also going to be heard <laughs> from <laughs> from so many people yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's social media, it's a social industry, right? But, you know, it's also, it's a people industry. At the end of the day, there's somebody behind the brand. It's not just a brand. There's a actual person you're working with on these campaigns. So 
be nice to them. Um, you know, it's a people industry. So you have to be nice and build your relationship. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Leo, for giving us all of these amazing tips and tricks on how to negotiate effectively. If our listeners want to know more about you, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everywhere at Levitate Style. Perfect. Thank you so much, Leo. I really appreciate you sharing all of these tips with us. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed this extended interview with Leo. Make sure to visit theoffbeatlife.com. Again, that's theoffbeatlife.com to get the full interview where he shares how he was able to make his passion into his profession. Thanks for joining me on this extended interview. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We can also chat some more on Facebook at The OB Live. I'll talk to you soon.